Welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries, where we take a biblical approach to culture's difficult questions. Hey guys, welcome back to Unapologetic. This is a podcast of Embrace Ministries, and it is our goal and desire to address both things that are newsworthy and topics to hopefully change your mind. We are approaching um, several episodes, and I don't even know how many episodes we have, because we blend in both our Wednesday night services and our Sunday morning services right. in this podcast, <clears throat> or in, this, in, our, in our Spotify platform, I should say. Yeah. So I guess it is separate then, isn't it? We have so many episodes of Wednesday night, so many episodes of Sunday morning, so many episodes of Unapologetic, but it just all blends together. Right. Because it's coming from the Embrace Ministries podcast resources. Amen. So we are attempting to um, uh, answer culture's difficult questions with the Bible. And just before we got on, you said you have no Bible verses. Today. Yeah, sorry, I, I wasn't very I well prepared. Plenty. Well, th- this is this is a topic that is extremely fresh, uh, less than a week old, and it's a newsworthy topic, and it's also something that we finally just pulled the trigger on this morning uh, before we recording this, and we're recording this. What is this? September the seventh um, at nine fifty, and it's going to drop tomorrow morning. Right. You know, so it is real fresh. And what what are we talking about today? So today, there's a newsworthy topic that has come up um, surrounding the festival called Burning Man and the flooding that has taken place at Burning Man uh, and what that means as a Christian looking on, just spectating, uh, what kind of ideas are we forming about what's going on around Burning Man right now. Mm -hmm. So why is Burning Man a newsworthy topic? Because I really didn't know a whole lot about this festival until here lately. I'm, I'm talking about mm-hmm. a couple of days ago even. So um, what, what makes this a newsworthy topic? Yeah, so I'd, I'd actually never heard of Burning Man before. Uh, and so I did some research to try to figure out what it is. And Burning Man started, I think, in 2002. Well, hang on. Let me, let me, let me back up just a little bit okay. because I know you're going to get into some, some uh, facts about what Burning Man is, but what makes it a newsworthy topic? Because if neither one of us heard of this thing for years and we're just now hearing about it because it's become newsworthy, why is it newsworthy? Well, it's newsworthy because there was a huge flood in the middle of the desert. Now, when I say huge flood, it's a huge flood for the desert. Right. If you live in a rainforest, it was a drizzle. <laughs> yeah. But when you're in the desert and you get uh, half an inch to an inch of rain, it turns the ground to sludge and nobody can move. Vehicles can't get out of there. And that's basically what happened. There's only a couple of times since the origin of this that it's been stopped. Okay. There was two years through the pandemic that it didn't meet, 20 and 21. And then years before that, there was a huge dust storm that prevented it from happening. So there was three times before this that it didn't happen. I don't remember those being newsworthy, but the flood made it newsworthy this time. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're good. So I was just going to talk a little bit about what Burning Man is and kind of the significance of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But Burning Man has 10 um, like values, and I have three that kind of stood out. 
but one is uh, radical self-reliance that encourages the individual to discover and exercise and rely on their inner resources. Uh, so basically, you don't need anything other than you mm-hmm. to make it. Uh, radical self-expression, which is kind of do what you want. And then immediacy um, stresses that the immediate experience is the most valuable thing, is the most important thing. Um, so there's nothing really else other than right now, right here in this moment. Mm-hmm. So do what you want to do right now, right here in this yeah, moment. What feels good in the moment, do it. Right. Yeah. So those who attend Burning Man claim that it is spiritual but not religious. Um, 80% of the attendees claim to have grown up in church uh, but are no longer religious. Um, Burning Man is a clothing optional event <laughs> and the man that they burn has a triangular head and outstretched arms. And after they burn the man, they burn the temple. Yeah. And, and so the, the man they've built while they're there. So I, I, don't, I don't understand that part, I guess, that. And, and you just told me about the temple. I didn't even realize anything about the temple until we had a pre-show conversation about it. But um, th- this is just items, wood that they bring, and they, they build this thing while they're there. I, I got the impression from what I read online that the Burning Man organization brings the man and builds the temple before people get there. Okay. So it's out there when you show up. Right. And that's the object that you're focused on when you right. show up, right. obviously. And so people bring, like, RVs, and they set up their yeah, RVs. Yeah, I saw a video. And they have get out. streets. And so the streets are named, like, in an alphabetical order. And so it's like a little, it's like a little city. Well, yeah, that, that's what they were saying. This is in Black Rock, uh, Nevada, where they have it now. Years ago, I think... It was originally established in 1984, something like that, in San Francisco on a beach, a bunch of hippies, and it's turned out to where millionaires do this. We were talking about it's $1,000 or, or thousands yeah. of dollars. I don't know how much yeah. the tickets are, but they're very expensive because it ponders to the wealthy. But um, out in the middle of the desert, uh, there's, there's the, the, you said that was three values out of the 10. Right. And so, man, there's so much just to unpack from, just the three that they've got. But but you can definitely see how this is self-worship. Right. This is a gratification of the flesh. This is an uh, thumbing at the nose of God and who God is. And so, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a humanistic standard, mm-hmm. and it's, it's what the flesh does. What, what the, if we lived in biblical days, they would probably call this uh, heathens or pagans. You right. Know? And, it's, and it's not any different... Well, um, then, then the things that we see in the scripture, really, I mean, we, we've seen Genesis chapter six through nine, God sends a great flood to destroy man because of their wickedness. Um, you see in Genesis chapter 11, the tower of Babel, they're building this tower to, to heaven and God smites their languages and they disperse and form different nations. You got Genesis chapter 18, 19, 20, where God rains fire and brimstone upon Sodom and Gomorrah. And I think that's probably the question that has to be asked. I was watching Ben Shapiro, and I know not everybody's a Ben Shapiro fan. And, and to be completely honest with you, I'm not a Ben Shapiro fan. Yeah, I use vulgar language. He wears this weird funny cap on his head because <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a Jew. Um, but, uh, I mean, I love the Jewish people, but I don't like Ben Shapiro. He's, he's not saved. <laughs> 
Um, but I listen to him because he's conservative. Isn't that terrible that you, if you're going to listen to any conservative stuff nowadays, you got to listen to immoral conservative stuff? Which, Dang. as far as morality is concerned, he thinks he's a moral person because he, he he was talking about this being an orgy fest. Right. Right. And he's like, because I'm monogamous and I'm faithful to my wife and I'm not going to bring my wife out there, he thinks that's a moral standard that's going to get him to heaven eventually. But anyway... Um, you know, listening to Ben Shapiro about some of the facts that I gained from it, um, these are Chris Rock elites. Um, this is millionaires that are out there that have gathered and now in the desert, and it's more of a disbanding of materialism, bringing everything down to a base level of living. I mean, we're out there. Originally, it was supposed to be people in homemade tents for a period of time. There's no bathrooms, there's no showers, there's nothing like that. And they're supposed to get down to show that they're self-reliance and no need for anything from man or God, but it's turned out to where they're not camping, they're glamping. Right, right. I saw pictures where they had these, um, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of generators and everybody's got RVs out there and, you know, big loudspeakers with the playing music off of. Yeah, it's a big rock show too, it. Yeah, I mean they come into, uh, and, and it's just, but but the 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 main thing too, you had mentioned one of the one of the values they have is it's it's um what's, what's about the clothes? What'd you say about the clothes? Oh, it's They're clothing optional. optional. Clothes, clothing optional. Um, it's it's a a pagan ritual, and that has been happening for a long time. Whenever whenever God led Moses and the children, the Hebrew children, out of Exodus. Excuse me, out of Egypt in, in the book of Exodus. They they came to the Mount Sinai, and God called Moses up to Mount Sinai to give him the Ten Commandments. While Moses was up forty days receiving the commandments from God, and getting he comes down, and what does he find? He finds the the nation of Israel, the the Hebrew people. They've wondered where he was. Even Aaron says maybe he's not coming back. And he calls for their gold, their earrings and all that to be put in a pot, and they're going to make this, this statue that they worship because that's how they assume God to be. They've been in Egypt for 400 years. That's all they know is the Egyptian gods and the statues, and that must be what God looks like. That's all they've ever known. Right. But a detail that we oftentimes overlook when we're preaching that, according to, I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, or maybe 2 Corinthians chapter 11, do, do some fact check, 10. I think it's chapter 10, actually. Um, to where it says, and the King James Version of the Bible is very polite in its, in its language, but in a, in, a, in a more plain version, it tells you that while Moses is on the mountain and they gave up on whether or not he was coming down, not only did they form a, a golden calf, but they were having sexual orgies as well. Mm-hmm. And because of that, God destroyed so many of them. Yeah. And so th- this is a, a very pagan-driven thing, obviously. But but I think that's what happens whenever a person becomes so materially consumed. I, I've noticed this with a lot of wealthy people, opulently wealthy people, is that they get bored with the things that they can buy because they can buy anything, and they turn their attention on people. Right. And they start manipulating and purchasing and buying people, whether it be with affection, attention, money, whatever it is. And so that's that's what it looks like with these elites. They're not. We were talking earlier about. Uh, you mentioned something about a movement, right? They they're trying right. to make a festival become a movement, right? 
So I, I don't know if if um, ultimately their idea is to gather. I mean, there was seventy thousand people at this place, right? And and we had mentioned earlier there was one death which was not com- uncommon. There had been people who have died there in the past, but mm-hmm. this guy's forty years old, died. Don't know how he died. He didn't drown. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? It wasn't that big of a flood, but but something like that had happened. But the 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 thing, the, I guess the question is, and this is one of the things that, that I was going to with Ben Shapiro. He he was saying that is this a god sized cataclysmic event that happened? Yeah. Well, they they wound up burning the man and burning the the temple Monday, right? So it just didn't happen on Saturday or Sunday whenever they wanted to because of the weekend floods. So can we say that God stepped in and flooded the place to to, to interrupt it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why we couldn't say that he did that. Uh, if God's intentions were to stop the festival from happening, then the festival wouldn't have happened. That's right. Right. Um, but if God's intentions were to give somebody a chance to get out of there, mm-hmm. or give somebody a chance to stop and say, "Hmm, maybe this is God's grace towards me right now," mm-hmm. then I don't see why we couldn't say that it was it was a movement of God. Yeah. On this, there's there's two different thoughts I think that you've got to um, entertain. One, for there to be such a long history with as few interruptions as what we know, the dust storm, the pandemic of two years, and now those stopped the event from happening. This just prolonged uh, the burning of the man and the temple. Right. So, um. You, you, first of all, you say, okay, God is a, a very patient, long-suffering God. Um, God is uh, gracious to man, and God um, is, is w- not willing that any should perish, but that all should come into the saving knowledge of, of Jesus Christ. So right there you say from if it was 1984, I think is when it started, to 2023, there's, there's been a pretty sizable history of almost 40 years of this thing happening. And if that's the case, man, God is a long-suffering God. Right. So did, did God choose to, you know, you think about a sandstorm in the middle of the desert and you think, nah, it's pretty common, right? There's a lot of sand. Right. It's a lot of flat. Right. And that causes a lot of wind. And right. so a sandstorm is pretty understandable. A, a global pandemic where you can't pinpoint God's using a global pandemic just to stop right. the Burning Man Festival. But when there is a when there is a rain that a desert climate or environment considers to be flooding, even though it was a half an inch to an inch, inch and a half, whatever it was, yeah. but it caused as much interruption as it did, then yeah, I think you probably could say maybe God was in that to at least make people aware that they're not in control of everything. And I think that's kind of where you got to land with some of that is if they have the humanistic mentality of uh, let's just depend on man, enjoy your flesh in the moment, and let's just please ourselves to, oh, wait a minute, there are some things outside of our control, mm-hmm. right? Just say there's in that 70,000 population of that, makeshift city that they make during that week's time or whatever it is. Let's just say that there's some people there who didn't know it, but they've got cancer in their body. Yeah. They can't control that. Yeah. You can go get it cut out and you can take treatments, but ultimately you can't control that. Right. They're sleeping around with each other and they get AIDS. 
Yeah, you ain't going to control the consequence of that. Right. And so I, I think man all the time attempts to figure out what he can control and pretend like he can control the part that he can't control. Yeah. And so that, that's where their minds have gone, in my opinion. I haven't yeah. been there, and I'm not going there because I don't think clothing is optional. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. It shouldn't be. And I actually read online to where um, gift giving is a huge part of their community. They they oh, yeah. make make gifts and stuff. And I read a dude's experience online to where he said, usually the nudists are the ones who are receiving the majority of the gifts. Everybody's bringing their gifts to the nudist. So. Almost like they're the priest of the thing. Right, yeah. yeah. So what does Scripture have to say about that? About naked people? They ought to get clothed. <laughs> well, I mean, again, it's it's the idea of self-worship. I think that kind of leans real strong into Romans chapter 1 to where they have stopped worshiping the Creator and began to worship what is created. Right. Um, you look in the letters that Paul wrote to the young pastor Timothy and said, in the last days there will be men who are lovers of themselves and they please themselves. And so, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, you have to just approach the Bible in a, in a holistic manner on this. And will God judge the sin of man? Absolutely he will. Now, was the flood the judgment of God on this event? I don't know. I've seen tent revivals who had to cancel because it rained. So, I mean, I can't really just say, oh, yeah, that God, God sure did judge them because it rained on. Um, God will judge them in the end, and he will judge them based on the standard of his son, Jesus, whether right. they rejected or received him. And if they reject him to the point of their death, they will be judged in a place called hell for all eternity. And that is a consequence in their humanity they will not be able to avert. It's coming. And so maybe there's somebody that was a part of that 70,000 crowd who's listened to this podcast. Boy, it would be a far shot for them to do that because I can probably assume all of them voted for Biden. But um, anyway, and I know Chris Rock was out there, and that fool was riding out on the bed of a truck saying he wanted a cold brew. Somebody needs to slap him. No. (laughs) (laughs) Was Will Smith there? Okay, that's probably all the time we got for today. What's newsworthy is uh, you need to seek the Lord, trust the Lord. Don't get involved in this humanistic crap that's out there that's going to drag you into the pits of Sheol. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com.